Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. Hi, Jonathan. Hey. And then there were two. And then there were two. I there's this picture of... Uh, of the three, like, there are f- the four main people of Star Trek in the, the original series, uh-huh. and then there is just Captain Kirk because he's the only living person. It's like it's like it's really straight. It's a, I have that feeling. So right now. I'm gonna die next because you're the bald one. Is what you're saying? No, no, this is Kirk, oh. not Picard. <laughs> oh, so, just kidding. <laughs> you know, you're the more you're the more uh, what uh, outgoing one. So oh, I'm gonna okay. die first. Oh, so you're if the goner. I, I am Leonard Nimoy. You're Kirk. <laughs> okay. There we go. You're. Uh, oh, it's so sad. No, we're not doing that. We're not going that direction. <laughs> no, we decided that we're gonna start this episode with what Mark did wrong this week. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> Mark left the podcast. Pod- yes, and he. <laughs> He needs to come he back. He needs to come back. <laughs> he will. We'll have him back Eventually. as a guest. Yeah. Just kidding. We love Mark and we mm-hmm. wish him all the best. Jonathan, we were talking Crystalton. about... Crystalton. We were talking about what we wanted to talk about. Yeah, we want to talk about... So we just started... It's been seven weeks. Yes. More or less. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's been seven weeks. I know. It's crazy. Been, has it gone quicker or slow for you? It's gone like lightning speed. Yeah. I cannot believe how fast it's gone. We're almost a whole quarter into the school year. How's it been first off? Before we... We talked about... We wanted to talk about a certain meat. But well, before that, yeah. how has it been for you? It's been so many different things all at once. The first day back was so emotional. I was constantly tearing up. I was mm. so happy. And the kids were so happy to be back in music class. I'm and sure. it was wild that the first class I had, they it was mostly the same kids that were also the last class I had before the shutdown. Oh, wow. And it totally gave okay. me goosebumps. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And huh. they remembered that, too. They brought it up? Yes, they did. They brought it up. Well, now they're in fifth grade. Okay. So older kids. Yep. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, older kids. But they would have been third graders when everything mm-hmm. shut down. And we had just finished their arts integration for the week. And they even remembered what we were doing that week. And I walked them back to their classroom when I got my phone buzzed in my pocket to say that we were shutting down. And that was the first anything that we'd had yeah. that anything was going to happen. And that was it. It was that fast. And that final. Interesting. The last group I saw mm-hmm. was my choir kids. Because okay. we were preparing for that collaborative concert, whatnot. Oh, yeah. Rest the concert piece. that never happened. But it did happen virtually. We made it work. It did. And you but knocked it out of the park. We knocked it out of the park. But thank you. I, I'm, I It was my pleasure to serve. So, <laughs> it um, was amazing. But so the things my choir kids were grades five, six who mm-hmm. left the school. Grades four, there weren't that many kids. So I had the inverse situation. Um Actually, the entire inverse situation. I mentioned this in the last podcast uh, where you should watch because you see Mark's beautiful face or listen to his beautiful mm-hmm. voice. So depending on how you uh, consume your media. Now you're stuck with us. Now you're stuck with us. Sorry. <laughs> no, <Like>. you're not. <laughs> you're listening. Stop apologizing. Um, You'll scare them away. Yeah. No, no they, they'll still be five stars because I will demand it. I will demand <laughs> five stars. But <laughs> jokes aside, um, the first group I saw were a bunch of new kids. Uh-huh. I have a group of five, it's a five, six combo. None of them have ever had me in person. Only one of them had me on line so you kind oh, of it's crazy it was weird it's yeah. so strange and so it was a very much a resetting of culture thankfully these are an amazing group of kids mm-hmm. it's a little bit fine-tuning but that's to sure. be expected whatnot yeah so yeah is the inverse situation is you it's like oh there's a bunch of new kids i have to I, at first I, before i started teaching I was like 
is this going to be like my first year teaching with these kids? Yeah. Because they're sixth grade as well. Do they have like high expectations? I also have some of Lowry's kids. So it's like, I don't know what to expect. But yeah, no, it it turned out well. Man, you got some of Lowry's kids. You got some of mine. You got some Some of Flavia's. Flavia's, Like, whoa. I know. It's a weird, fun mix. It's going to be good. That is fun though. And isn't it so cool to get kids that are new to you, but Mm -hmm. you know, have had good quality teachers. That's pretty fun. Definitely. It's always interesting when you start to work with new kids and you see where they've come from is, mm-hmm. oh you have that flair I yeah. like it oh yeah. I'm sorry you love strings we don't have strings in the school I sorry know, right? I had Mubby. a third grader who knew what tempo meant and I was like <gasps> come hither child I know <laughs> I haven't raised you but you know things <laughs> actually well we'll get into that in a bit um, but yeah so it was mm-hmm. very much uh, it was a very awkward dance of expectations going from these kids are going might just hate me. These kids might mm. eat my soul alive too. Oh, these kids love this. Yeah, they're looking awesome. forward to music class. Yes. Yeah. I also mentioned in the yeah. last episode, I think that it helped the fact that even though they've never been with me, they mm-hmm. see how the six the other sixth graders who have been with me have interacted with me. There's a sense of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm thankful that these kids have that trust with me. So, That's really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm honored that they do trust me. So yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's that. I think that's one of the most special parts of what we get to do because how many other teachers get to be with a group of kids for seven years? Other rap teachers, uh, right? I know. <laughs> that's it. That's I mean, I know, also we watch RSP them grow. maybe, maybe speech, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Yeah, and they also like yeah, and yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's really special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this year has been many things, and it's been really challenging. And what we were kind of talking about is maybe this should be another classroom management episode. But but, so that'll be the lens through which I think it'll guide our discussion because it'll be really helpful. Mm -hmm. But I think what I really wanted to get to is how have we changed this year as teachers? Because I feel like a different person. I think there's a couple things for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I am a different person. I know there's a lot of frustrations my first year that would have just like, mm, eaten at me. Yeah. And I would have not just like been frustrated, mm-hmm. but also hated myself mm-hmm. because I wasn't meeting a certain expectation. Yeah. But there's a sense of grace that I think that this is something I, I we remember we talked about a lot in the earlier well, in the podcasts when we were online. Mm-hmm. We talked about there's an importance that we give ourselves and give the kids and give everyone a sense of grace because we are all struggling together. Mm-hmm. And even though we are back in person, even though we're not in what I want to call early pandemic, because we're not done with the pandemic, sadly enough. No, but, not even close. But it is a different, yeah. sh- it's a, it's a different fa- phase for sure. Yeah. And since we're, even though we're in a different phase of the pandemic, mm-hmm. we still need to give ourselves that just as much grace and whatnot mm-hmm. because I don't know about you. There's been a lot of logistical um, difficulties, um, things mm-hmm. that we wouldn't expect because the phrase that has often been come, uh, come across during the pandemic is... Um, Unprecedented times. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think we. If, if I, if I <laughs> could get a dollar, day, right? Know. But it, yeah. as much as it's been worn out, it's true. These mm-hmm. are very unprecedented for our generation, at least. Um, and so, because we're still in those uncharted waters, despite the fact that we're going in, in person, it's still uncharted for us. I know some of our friends have been in person for a while, but like mm-hmm. it's uncharted for us, and it's important for us to give ourselves that same grace because as much as there's been logistical difficulties and as much as there's been, as we mentioned in the last podcast, difficulties since our first graders has have not had formalized education since pre-K. Yeah, like. Grace is needed not just for the kids but for ourselves that we're not going to meet 
our expectations. Right. Oh, for sure. No, my art teacher and I have actually come to call it the COVID coast <laughs> uh, because <laughs> because we, we both are really high achieving people uh-huh. and we're used to being able to just have this excellent program and expect a certain level from everybody. We still have high expectations, but we've had to adjust them. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, big time, right? And uh, we were just having a conversation today about special ed because we have them for a much longer block than I've ever had them you before. We do. Um, How long? Uh, over an hour. It's yeah. about an hour and 15 minutes um, with every mod severe special ed group. And that's a long it's time. A it is a long time. And uh, it's long enough that we just basically have had to uh, learn from the from their general education teachers um, and from the aides what their day looks like. You know, mm-hmm. they don't spend an hour and 15 minutes on one subject in their classroom. Right. They have stations. They have frequent snack breaks. They go outside. They have potty breaks you know and so we just basically have had to take over that that schedule for the time that we have them Mm -hmm. and um and i think i was really struggling with that at first because it's like well i'm a music specialist and so i want to be giving music instruction but it's like but i'm also i'm a teacher and we're teaching our kids how to how to have life skills right Mm -hmm. and so if we actually believe that what i've said is true in the past that um we are equipping kids with uh you know tools to help them be flexible lifelong learners um that goes to you know taking over this part of my mod severe special ed kids school day and helping them you know helping equip them with life skills and that includes like knowing how to make good transitions, knowing how to keep a safe distance from friends when we're mm-hmm. outside, like all of these things that we're doing with them that are not necessarily like hold these rhythm sticks and try to keep a beat, you know? Definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that, it's been a challenge for me. Yeah, yeah. I actually know, I've noticed that because uh, I've been focusing a lot more on as much, I mentioned this to you and like I was, we were having lunch with a bunch of different music educators and I really wanted to focus on giving my kids more vocabulary because I feel like that was something that was lacking. Mm-hmm. But as the kids came into my classroom, I've noticed that I focused a lot more on non-musical stuff mm-hmm. or quote unquote non-musical stuff. Everything is It all goes connected. back to it in some way. Mm-hmm. Right. But I've still done things that I th- I would have this my past self would have thought this isn't music related. This isn't my job. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yes. But like I have a degree. <laughs> we teach kids. Uh-huh. We teach kids. Right. And we teach Do we musicians. teach methods or do we teach students? Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Was it was it Dan Nelson? That was Dan Nelson. Yep. Just we lose no anyway. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Yes. Um but yeah, so like I've noticed that we've been going over a lot of routines that are not necessarily quote unquote music related, mm-hmm. but it still helps the whole child, whatnot. Yeah. And I'm not sure about you. Um, I've also realized that I've been, and mind you, I'm in a different position than you, uh-huh. uh, being my the, the union rep and also the unofficial IT person yeah. at my school site. Yeah. But I've you're I, busy. I've been I've been busy. Mm-hmm. I'm busy. But I've have you also noticed that you've have you been like going outside of your classroom more? Like, yeah, not as just much like, as I can physically, but also in it's talking with other teachers. Yes. Yeah, I, I, we need the we need the collaborative spirit more than ever. We do. Yeah, um, I mentioned this a lot in the last podcast, but especially after a year of so much contention, a lot of division, mm-hmm. a lot of anger. I think it's important, and I still sense to be quite honest. I still spe- sense that contention, anger, and frustration from the teachers. It's kind of come. We're not out of COVID. We're not. Oh no. And and there's a lot of fear. 
There's a lot of fear. I think that that's yeah. the primary thing that I'm getting is there's just so much fear. There's so much uncertainty. It's like uncertainty, especially. For yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. and the fear is like not just for personal safety um, and for health. It's for like, what is my job going to look like? Right. Am I actually going to be able to do it? Are people going to say bad things about me? You know, like there's there's no security. Mm-hmm. And also, if I need to take a day off, there's a 50 percent chance that the sub slot won't get right. filled. And so then what happens to my kids? And then what How do the parents perceive me also? Because this yeah. it's a very different lens. I I also yeah, think we have a massive sub shortage. I know that do. everybody across the country does, but we're fifty percent of sub postings in our district aren't getting filled yeah. every day. And yeah, and like mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I, I know I've talked to se- several teachers at my school site about um, just my school site has a, lot, has a lot of veteran teachers. They've taught for a long time, and mm-hmm. the fact that there's a lot of things that they can't answer. Yeah, because so many things are constantly changing. Mm-hmm. So many things are just uncertain, as you mentioned, and like, and that places them in a position where they feel like they're not the expert that they were before, mm-hmm. and um, that's hard. It is. It's, hard. it's really hard. Yeah. I feel like we're in this interesting moment where it's like we've been in some ways through this great collective experience where, we're like, we're a little more tender towards each other, yeah. and also our experience was was so different because our uh, resources are just so vastly yes. different. So uh, we're at a very high trauma school and um, a lot of my kids really suffered. Uh-huh. And these families are doing the best that they can. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, when you have no childcare, you don't have a place to send your kid um, safely. You don't have family support and you are a shift worker. I don't even know what you're supposed to do, you know? And so we had a lot of fifth and sixth graders logging onto their classes with babies in their laps because they had to watch Mm. their younger siblings. And we have a lot of um, little kids who just, their families weren't able to give them uh, the structure and consistency that little kids really need in Mm -hmm. order to to feel safe. And so now that they're suddenly back in that after a year and a half of not having that, it's, it is all hands on deck. Yeah. Like I was telling Mark before we started filming mm-hmm. the last episode that I just have a text chain because we have we have a number of kids that will just run out of the classroom. The minute they don't want to do something, they're just gone. Right. And, and so we have, uh, thankfully, we have enough people with flexible schedules that they're able to go and get them and gently bring them back. And we do restorative practices and... Um, we're like we're we're constantly communicating with each other about how these guys are doing, but I think as a new teacher, I would have just completely panicked and um, taken it personally, taken their behavior personally, and now it's like they're doing the best they can. Yeah. Um, these kiddos are are reacting the only way they know how to trauma. I'm doing the best I can. My only job is to show up and love them. And how that manifests itself is going to be different day to day. So I've got to be flexible about it. I think that's the key part. And mm-hmm. like the nice part about new teachers is I feel like they have more of a flexibility. Yeah. I have a lot of new teachers. Unless they're like yeah. older new teachers because they're, they've observed things more, or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But like I've, thankfully, a lot of the new teachers I have, like they have that. They actually, I feel like they have. Yeah, no, so... Because um, they're not locked into habits yet, exactly. is that what you think? That's what I'm trying to say, yeah, they're, uh, the expectations. Sure. And so I think the fact that we talk, we're talking right now about just giving ourselves more grace, and like we've said this so many times, I wonder if this is something we should have just done from the onslaught, even perf- before COVID. 
Should we have been always been giving ourselves grace? <laughs> always. I think the answer is yes. Yes. But there was less. And I, I think young teacher me had so many high expectations for myself that I wasn't actually very flexible. I had pretty rigid ideas of what what I what my classroom should be looking like. Yes. And I was constantly failing at that, and that felt really crummy. But now I'm in a place where I have enough life experience to know that sometimes my lessons fine. It's them. <laughs> it is not me. Yes, <laughs> it yes. is them. I was talking to a teacher, a general teacher, who um, she's new. Mm-hmm. She's uh, one of the young. She is the youngest teacher mm-hmm. at our school site, um, and she also got all of the new kids okay. because we did not expect to have this much overflow. And so, while other teachers got prepared yeah who's gonna get who sure um she got all the new kids and it's okay. very difficult it's very difficult and like when i, I said wow uh you have a class <laughs> and it's just thank you i, I it's like just no one actually she wasn't sure exactly and sure I, yeah and i think from that new lens like when we're young teachers it's like is it just me is it the kids i don't know like, yeah. me, like what am i supposed to expect i see my I, the only people we can reflect on mm-hmm. are are our models are the people that were music teachers who were already veterans mm-hmm. and we say oh my gosh they were amazing teachers how come i suck so much and it's not oh, you necessarily no it's not sometimes it's, it's just, not i it's mean just the situation it's the situation but and there's a lot that you have to learn yes, to, to work through so. and developing your teacher persona is a huge part of those first five years of teaching i wrote something um before covid about how um i always think about when the kids are lined up before they walk into my classroom about how they all look at me with a question in their eyes and the question is do you do you care about mm, me yeah. and that answer better be a resounding yes or you're gonna get nowhere like you have to somehow communicate quickly and effectively with all these guys that yes i care about you as an individual so i found ways that work for me to do that i make sure everybody gets an individual greeting and it only mm. takes a second it does yeah but i have on my I, it's the responsive classroom thing about um on my classroom door um hug high five handshake silly dance how has that been affected with covid um so the first thing that we do is they all line up against the wall and make your hands into a bowl and we get a generous uh, squirt of hanitizer generous yes generous my preschoolers named it hanitizer 12 years ago and it will always be hanitizer for me love that um and i i was telling my art teacher i feel like i'm dispensing holy communion like <laughs> the sanitation <laughs> delivered for you bless you oh, yes bless you my child um <laughs> uh, it's uh and then and then they come and they point to what they need and okay. what they want to say hi and then i have all of my dots on the hugs? floor i do okay. i do if it's initiated if they do okay. it first and i mean I, it's not like i'm giving them a bear hug but they'll wrap their little hands around okay. you know and i'll just pat their back like uh, a leave room for jesus hug <laughs> it's not a leave room for jesus hug, okay. but it is a student-led one sure, i sure yeah. i find that that's really important for them i agree i don't know and I, you would be shocked now that i've raised them from kindergarten I'm how sure. many sixth grade mm-hmm. boys still want to hug oh that's cool it's really sweet I, i've known them since they were five i've always had that apprehension being the male teacher i understand and yeah it's frustrating I'm in a completely different boat than you are. Yeah. We're in the same ocean, but very different boats. Yep. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. And you have to draw those boundaries. And the official stance from, you know, a lot of people is just like, that's a no. But... I don't know. It's 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 one of those things, and I've had a, a I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of teachers about how they navigate that. Yeah. But it it's something that I saw on the door of a lot of teachers that I really admire, mm-hmm. and my principal okayed it, and it works for us. And 
I'm curious That's what we're doing. if you're a male teacher, yeah. I'm personally curious, do you accept hugs or mm-hmm. how do you navigate that? Maybe I'm just being over too much in my head. So feel free to, you know, email us or add us at CH Classroom. Like that. I think it's different if you are offering them. Um, but if they're like Initiating. coming up to you and wrapping their little arms around you and you're just giving them a shoulder yeah. pat, like to me, that's two different, com- like completely different things. Like I'm not, and I know that um, Emma from Australia was saying in Australia, mm-hmm. you are not allowed to do anything. Like you throw your hands up in the air Ooh, if a kid and hugs you. It, like it's totally different culture. Huh. So th- that depends on your region, the culture of your school. There are, there's just so many different things at play. So use your own judgment on that one. But Use your I mean, own judgment, do your research. Yeah, I can't recommend anything on on that front, but you, know, yeah. you mentioned about like the question, the question that we do all you have care? To, yeah. For me, I had this one kid yeah. <laughs> this past week. Uh-huh. New kid. I like not even new for this year, new this past week. Mm-hmm. He comes up to me, he's like, Why do you talk so fast? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Slow, Slow down. down. <laughs> there is a lot to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. Not enough time. There goes Jonathan barreling uh, through life again. <laughs> yep. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. There is a lot to talk about. There is. Yeah. There is. But we want to talk about specifically, mm-hmm. speaking of talking about, we want to talk about like classroom management. How okay. that, has that been shifting? Because like, yeah. I know we had perceptions. I had perceptions of what classroom management should look like before COVID. Yep. And some of it's stuck, some of it's not. But like for you, like has things sh- have things changed? Like, My basics have not. Okay. I still have four rules. I've, they have shifted slightly. They are now um, rule number one, be a first time listener. Rule number two, stay in your bubble. Rule number three, keep your words, actions, and expressions kind. Mm. And rule number four, elevate our ensemble. Really okay. proud of that one. Um, <laughs> and I still have my ting shawl that I wear on my shoulders. Uh-huh. One ding is uh, be quiet and look at me. Two dings is rest and ready. Hands in your lap, smile at me. You have to show at least four teeth. I can tell even through the mask because I have x-ray vision. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and we practice as I, I spent so much time on, um, Canva messing around with my dot matrix for like where I'm going to put my sit spots in my classroom. Cause we have to have a seating chart now for every class, which is hilarious in an ORF classroom, yeah, but whatever. Especially with the desk that's in my classroom. Uh, bolted to your floor. Um, yeah. So I, I came up with, I, with, with, with a really lovely configuration, I think. And so we do our greeting, they find their dot, and then we um, we have different audio cues for make circle formation or scatter formation. Okay, yeah, I think you used to do songs. And we drill it. Are you, are you transitioning from songs to I don't, cues? I don't do songs. Don't you like sing, like, didn't you sing a song? No, I do it? singing bowls to make a circle. Okay. Because it's a circle. Gotcha. And you have to be silent so you can hear the bowl. It's a nice big one. It's got a really lovely t- low tone. Yeah, I have a I have a dinky one. I need to get a new one. You do. I I'll do. take you to my favorite store. Sorry, no, no. I have a dinky tingsha. Like my my bowl's oh. fine. My bowl's fine, but like the tingsha just like it has too many bad overtones. I'll still take you to my favorite tingsha and bowl it. store. So I'm shopping Mark. Rest in peace. And I'm mm. shopping with you. Yep, we're going singing bowl shopping. Let's do it. I have so many crystals in my room this year too. You only have one crystal. It's you. No, I have many crystals. Crystal. <laughs> 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 oh 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so the story behind that one. <laughs> <laughs> do we have to tell that story? We, don't need to we know. do now. Well, we do were we have in to? yeah, we were in level two and we were ordering <laughs> lunch and um and there was a bunch of us standing in a taco shop right down the street from my school. Right. Wait, wait, and which is by the way the best tacos. It is. I've Tacos El Gordo. Tacos El Gordo. I sent it out to Darlene Machaca to go there. And yeah. I've talked about it in that other podcast. They are with, authentic. Uh, the authentic tacos. Do it. So good. Go we'll there. take you. Just yeah. come visit us. Come we'll visit take us? you. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard there's one in Vegas. They're, they're not as cool because they're not in San Diego. I know. Obviously. They're not cool. You can't see Mexico from that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you literally can from mine. So uh, anyway, I'm standing there waiting for my stuff. And the person <laughs> over the loudspeaker is like, Cristal. And I'm not listening or we're registering. All still, we're still like, in like No, I was just in Crystal Land is okay. where I was. Well, like, it's really spaces. nice there. And I spend a lot of time <laughs> there. I have... I, I yeah it's special and so finally Sandra's just laughing at me she gets right in my face That's for she's you. like Crystal it's for you <laughs> Crystal like poking me and so for the rest of the week yep well not the Crystal. week not the week we're still doing forever it yes. it's true I will so there are many crystals in your room now you know I do answer to that now okay. it registers mm-hmm. <laughs> unless I'm in Crystal Land mm-hmm. then it's nice there. You can't come though. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> John Seligman Land is the exact opposite. Oh. It's very much like all attention is everywhere. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is the, you talk about Enneagram three at the last podcast. Enneagram yeah. six is hard. It's like I know rethinking an un- uncertainty of every single like action you use. Oh, is this gonna be seen as terribly? Do you go to three in health? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come to my side. Mm. No, no, sorry, no. Oh, no, no, opposite. I go to nine? you. Nine. Nine in health. You had a nine in health. Yep. Oh, okay. You go to six in health. So I welcome do, to this, our secondary podcast called uh, Enneagram. Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> For the ORF teacher, if this makes no sense to you, I'm really Actually, sorry. If you feel you like probably you just want... skipped all of this. Back to classroom management. If music educators want this, so let my us whole know. point in talking about let procedures at the beginning was to say that we're now in week seven of yes. school, and I am still going over procedures yes. every single freaking music class. And I had a conversation with my principal about it because I was like, I just feel like, I mean, the first six weeks of school are the most important, right? Like that's that's responsive classroom thing right like we sure. know that this mm-hmm. is established yep. um but oh my gosh i just don't remember hitting it this hard ever for every grade or I, every grade oh. i mean younger grades sure but i mean every grade like mm-hmm. they, they just need the reminder some more than others and um she was just saying you know i feel like some of our friends just had so little structure for so long it's just gonna take longer this mm-hmm. is what they need right now they need to remember how to be in a group um, and get along yeah. and they haven't been in school and everything has changed for all of us so many times and for some of them so much more than we could even imagine this is what this year looks like yeah, yeah. that's fascinating I feel like I have uh, it's different for me first off let's go to, like the procedures for me I've reduced mine to two rules okay which then have you know sub points and one of them is <laughs> no that's don't be <laughs> that's number three but no number one and two number one is um oh man it's been a day be kind okay and that also encompasses listen to the speaker it also encompasses be kind to the instruments it all encompasses and we talked to these sub points but the second part of this insert is be courageous oh i like that be yeah. kind and be courageous be kind be courageous and number three but 
<laughs> don't be <laughs> don't be uh, uh, <laughs> redacted so um but yeah no seriously mm-hmm. like being courageous is something i i still haven't fully had my my shoes deep into it but okay. it's something i really want to get into because i feel like being kind and creating safe space i mentioned this in the earlier podcast being creating safe spaces is super important don't get me wrong but understanding what safe spaces can often create can often conflate this this idea that oh if it's space if it's a safe space then i shouldn't feel discomfort that's not true mm-hmm. when we're learning we should feel discomfort and especially when we're learning with other people we're learning mm-hmm. with different cultures different tastes if you don't resonate with that but that's what they resonate mm-hmm. have the courage to confront it have the courage to also speak out your voice mm-hmm. i really want i still haven't got it down yet but i really want to get to the point where i'm working on like empowering kids voices mm-hmm. and having a really having um i mentioned this in last season that i want to have a um not a mantra what's the word i'm looking for slogan not a slogan either affirmation i oh, want to have kid like affirmations that. where okay. that our voice matters yep our voice matters and so i'm slowly implementing that into the kids right now but having be, being courageous mm-hmm. is i feel like the first step because mm-hmm. if it's just safety important don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but if it's just safety then the notion of discomfort can be misunderstood mm-hmm. having courage and safety is are two slices of the same pie that need to be eaten together that was interesting so i'm hearing the outline for your next article okay Mm -hmm. i feel bad because i'm definitely stealing ideas from different people but that's what we do i can cite that's what we do i can cite (laughs) i know that's what we do everybody's just like swiping from each other no there's no original ideas we're not gonna bring (laughs) up uh the chaotic harmony section of (laughs) swiping Welcome to Jonathan's <laughs> dating life. There we go. Um, no, regard, uh, uh, but yeah. So be kind, <laughs> be courageous, um, and then each of them have set points. Mm-hmm. And also something I've really like we've talked about the first opening weeks that I've has been really important. We talk, so food. I feel like just is not universal per se, but everyone loves food. Mm-hmm. What kind of food you like? That's up to the, you know the per- person, but. We do a lot of activities with food over the past years, but on occasion you'll have kids say, ew, and like addressing that, it's like, it's hard, but I think if you start in the beginning, and something I always talk about is like, all right, who here likes spaghetti? Mm-hmm. Is that everyone? No, is that okay? Yeah, completely fine. And that goes along with the courage that kids should share that they like different things than other people, and also having the courage that you might not like what other people like, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, instilling those two bits. Yeah, and I think I've had the inverse situation. You know, it's just a different situation than you. Um, grades one and K have been extremely difficult, straight yeah. up. Especially one because you have that expectation that they're older, but they're not there yet. And especially because of COVID, they're not there. Right, yet of COVID. I know. I I actually asked our first grade teachers like, "How do you like teaching kindergarten this year?" <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, they're all uh, no. Oh, they. I mean, they laughed. They were well, like, sure, "Yeah, sure, I mean, sure. yeah, you. They have to teach them everything because they've never been to school before." Yeah, yeah. I, yeah like uh, even like they. We take had a to bit more show time. a little girl. There was a little girl who didn't know how to do the lock on the bathroom because she'd never been in a public bathroom before. Oh wow! First grade, she didn't know how to do the slide lock. Oh wow! I mean, like that's the, that's what we're dealing with here you know like they've never left their houses yeah yeah crazy i know isn't that wild yeah. to think about yeah but so- also like 
but with the older kids is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Last year, so my hardest cohort that I've had, that I currently have, I shouldn't say had, that I currently have, um, when they were in online, mm-hmm. they were all siloed. And it was you know emotionally difficult, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it also allowed the quiet kids to speak up and sing out. And they have they are extremely creative. All, I mean, it's, it's always a case, like nearly always a case. The ones that are difficult to work with don't see the lines and they see outside the lines and so they're very creative yeah and so anyways so now that we've transitioned back the quiet ones have spoken out more and they keep the old the ones that are a little more a little more what's the word i'm looking for not rebellious the ones that outspoken maybe? the more difficult students the, okay this is overall the more difficult students the ones that were initially quiet yeah <laughs> the ones that initially quiet they kept them in check because they now recognize their voice because mm. the year of covid they were able to finally speak out and sing out it's easier for some of our more introverted kiddos to yes. engage that way mm-hmm. i know there was a little boy in sixth grade when everything shut down and i felt like i was teaching a different kid online because he was so engaged yep. and he was just so self-conscious in person mm-hmm. so yeah it was interesting and it it really drove home to me that we need to give kids more than one way to use their voice and so increasing opportunities for them to let their voice be heard mm-hmm. oh man and that's so hard to do in a very limited amount of time once you a see week 500 kids well me 500 kids you like you 400. 400 something like yeah between that yeah yeah and some people even more than that but yeah, yeah choice matters um sh- communicating that you care and also i have this phrase running through my head so i was thinking about I feel like I have to preface this a little bit. I was thinking about classroom management and I was thinking about not only am I, you know, I think before I used to think about managing the children's behavior, but really it's about preparing myself for them to be there and being in the right frame of mind to be a strong, compassionate leader. Um, Also managing routines, uh, managing the materials that are in the classroom and, and then, and, and once you have those steady frameworks built, then you can talk about behavior um but the most important thing for me this year has been i need to have adequate time in my room alone before the school day begins um and i i spray like a nice smelling room spray um and i um i set uh an intention for the day about like i want this room to be safe for every child that enters in here Mm -hmm. um and i want and i just think about like the type of teacher that i want to be and i read an article when i was in um undergrad um that talked about unconditional positive regard and that is that that has become such a big part of my teaching philosophy Do you remember what the article was i don't um no but if you google the phrase it pops right up okay cool, cool, cool. um yeah i'll send it to you later um unconditional positive regard it's like put also in the notes i'm sure they're yeah I if, if you want to read it it's worth reading it's really good and it's just uh, and it goes back to the 50s it's um so it's not a new concept but and it kind of goes along with the whole warm demander thing that i was mm-hmm. talking about earlier which you should listen to that episode also right just and saying. i i've had other educators really people that i respect greatly tell me in the past um that uh respect given to students um must be earned like they have to respect me first and i that never felt right to me um to me 
I model what respect looks like yeah. and I'm going to give it to you because you're worthy of respect as a human. Yeah. And no matter what you do, you might be making poor choices, but I will always regard you with positivity and th knowing that you can grow. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of educator that I want to be. So I start, if I start there and I am, I am grounded and rooted enough to begin in that place and trust that I'm part of the process of them becoming that, then that takes all the other stuff that they do and just kind of muffles it a little bit more because it's like they're not going to be this way forever. And I can be a part of chipping away at like showing them that there's a safe grown up who believes that they are capable of growing. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard when somebody grabs your base metallophone bar <laughs> and like beats the crap out of your countertops or like rips my right. music notes off the wall it's or tough. tears my pom-poms down because we have issues that I can't even begin to comprehend you know <laughs> like um, the, some of my kids face some really hard stuff and I think we all have those stories as educators but definitely yeah but, but I think what you mentioned there's always a new beginning what you mentioned earlier was very important and mm -hmm. you've mentioned all the time and I've always like pushed back against it for whatever reason but the, giving the space mm -hmm. for yourself before you start. And I've realized, or I should say I realized, I have experienced this past year, because right now I I only, I only have to uh, only teach choir for two days instead of four days. Mm -hmm. So we don't have advanced choir, and I used to teach upper grade choir on Tuesdays for two, two days so that if some kids in sports couldn't miss it, they could come to the second, the second rehearsal and could just go over a lot more material. Right now, we're only doing two rehearsals, upper grade choir, lower grade choir, that's mm -hmm. it. And the space that has provided me has allowed me to be more at peace with myself. I also think I'm just, my seventh, my seventh year teaching, I'm just more at peace with myself. Mm -hmm. And that makes all the difference when you are managing a classroom. Because mm -hmm. if, even if this, the children are acting, uh, are, are not following what you, what, the rules you've set, if, you were not in the right mindset to react the right way it's just gonna all fall apart mm -hmm. and then you lose and worst part you lose the trust yeah that's i think that's the, that's the worst part you lose the trust right so yeah there's yeah that's hard to come back from and it's not impossible it's not impossible i mean i if i ever have a human moment um you know where i'm less patient than i want to be i fess up mm -hmm. i do it with my own kids and i you know at home and i do it at school yeah and just say i'm sorry um, that's not the kind of grown up that I want to be. Um, yeah. 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 R rule number three be kind. Ms. Pribmore's working on it too. For you, rule number one. Yeah. That's a good rule number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important for kids to see adults model what saying they're sorry after they make a mistake looks like. Yeah. I think adults modeling emotion is so important. Mm -hmm. Like in adults modeling fault and adults modeling so many things. I remember mm -hmm. someone I used to talk to before I started being a teacher, they were in education as well. And they said, like, if you don't know an answer, just fake it. Like, no. Well, the problem is that, like, I remember growing up seeing all the adults and they, you know, supposedly had their, their, their stuff together. Um, mm -hmm. But... When I became a teenager, when I became into adult, once I trans transitioned past adolescence towards college and such, mm -hmm. and I started realizing, wait, why don't I have my stuff figured out? What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Why am I broken? L then little to know that 
every single adult Everyone's is suffering the same situation. Exactly. So why can't we as teachers be more transparent to our students? And, and then you get the, the kids who were like, well, they're just full of it. You know, and they like figure it out. Yes. Yeah. The, the smart <laughs> ones figure quicker. out. Yeah. They lying. No, it's not but, smart. It's more cynical. Well, um, well, the smart in the sense that they realize that it's that there's more than what meets the eye. Yeah. Kids want to know that they can trust you. And when you tell them the truth and they know that they can rely on you to give them honest answers, then you really do earn a lot of other yep. things. Like we, we had a bit of an emergency situation on campus last week. Mm-hmm. And um, and I went over to a group of kids who were really concerned. And I was able to just um, stand with them and say, hey, we're going to go over here and, um, you know, off to the side so that we can give some space. And I want you guys to know everything's OK. I promise you everything's okay. And I was able to look at them and say, you know, I've, I never lie to you. I always tell you that I will tell you the truth and I'm telling you right now that everything's okay. And they, they trusted me mm-hmm. that that was true. But if we hadn't spent the previous, you know, five years building that right. relationship, I, I can think of at least three of those kids who would have been peeking around the corner. And yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it, it does pay dividends, but it's, it's the long game. And I think that notion of like respect is earned. Like yeah. that, that's, that's, problematic that's ridiculous it, i agree like if you think about any other relationship like that's not the case respect is not earned respect is understood yeah i think that's probably a better way to... well i think that it's it's two way i agree it's really hard it's really hard to balance that like this this it's a more old school idea that um kids should automatically respect adults and treat them a certain way because they're adults um, and I like to think that that's true, uh, but it's just simply not. Yep. <laughs> it's just not. And so the faster you get over that, the faster we can all like be successful and find other strategies that do work. We so. need to follow our instruction because we think mm-hmm. that we know better than you. And like some, in many regards, we do. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you should respect because we haven't gotten there yet. Right. We haven't gotten there yet. It needs to be built upon both parties. Right. I'm going to ask you to trust me. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the language that you can use. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you to trust me or to take a risk with me. I remember someone posted this like it was a TikTok. And it was like um, a teacher was reflecting like this was the most real thing someone said, and 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 so the teacher was saying saying they were on a bus for a field trip. Like I need you to act like I need you to act like an adult, and the kid says, "Why would I? <laughs> that's a terrible idea." <laughs> it's like. And he said, he said to the camera, I was like, he ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they give it to you straight. They do. <laughs> they, they do keep you honest. Now, that said, I do have a, a number of strategies this year that I am employing more than I, I mean, I ever have before. Like, I have a number of jobs that I need. If somebody needs a break from music class, yes. it's like, you know what? Um, my Band-Aid box is empty. Can you please go to the nurse and get another box mm. of Band-Aids? Can you take this pointless ream of paper to the office because the office needs paper? The red toolbox. You know about that? <laughs> no. Oh, man. I don't the remember where it was. Toolbox. I feel like it was at my master's program. Someone was talking about this. One of the professors, like, they used to have this red toolbox. Mm-hmm. And they always the, now this is not exactly what you're doing, but like it's more so like they tell the the student like, hey, um, can you go to Miss Chavez's class? Like, mm-hmm. I ask for the red tool, this uh, the red toolbox, and all the teachers understood what the red toolbox means. Okay, and they send their kid on a wild goose chase. Oh, okay, much, to different teachers to get the red toolbox. Got it. I know that's not what you're doing. No, not at <laughs> not, not at, at all. Because that's more of the deceiving, like losing the respect. Yeah, but it just reminded me of such. But yeah. yes, but you know what? Sometimes a quick walk. 
like a yes. five minute walk to do a quick errand and be a helper yeah. can correct so many things. So if somebody's just in the wrong headspace, but I know that they can bounce back if they just get a break, like sometimes they just need a little fresh air and a change of scenery mm-hmm. and a little quiet. Cause that's the other thing that we talked about coming back. A lot of these guys who hadn't been in the classroom for 15 months, being back in the school environment was so overstimulating and so loud that they were getting headaches every day. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that um, and talked about decibel levels and protecting your hearing. And when you have all of that sensory input, it can feel really overwhelming. And I was thinking maybe we even need to talk about that after summer break or winter break, you know, when we're used to being at home in our houses, because I know we always joke about how there's no tired, like first week of school tired. And that is not a small part of it. It's true. Yeah, yeah, it's sensory overload. So I remember sometimes my, you need a sensory break. I, I remember like uh, for myself, mm-hmm. um, I was at the San Diego Zoo for I think it was my friend's birthday. Was it friend's birthday? We were just or we were just hanging. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. We were at the zoo, and that was the first time I was in around so many people. Mm-hmm. And this like the first time like, I've been to like, outdoors, been to Starbucks before. You know, went to like one place, but the zoo was packed. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time in a long time. I ran to, I ran to Mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was there on, on a happenstance. And so I think about if I suffer, for lack of a better term, from sensory overload, mm-hmm. if I am in constant need of a break after a long time, mm-hmm. why don't we expect our students to also have the same situation? Totally. Yeah. Empathy. Empathy. It's an important part of being an effective educator. Part of me wonders if, if I'm trying to focus on vocabulary, mm-hmm. empathy is a big word. Yeah. But if I instill that into the kids' younger age, younger age, maybe that's something I should have my rule set. I think that we, I think that that's a great one to explicitly teach, and I think that we, uh, we teach it in so many roundabout ways in music class too, because um, you can't be empathetic without having a fully developed imagination, mm-hmm. and that is the number one thing that we do in oh, music yes. class, right? Creativity. Wait, we do imagination. I thought we just touched. Sure this do. is a quarter note. <laughs> this is a beat. Do it. <laughs> and I think all the time about how imagination is really important for equipping them with skills to be successful because we have no idea. We've talked about this before, like mm-hmm. what kind of careers they're going to have when they're grownups. But being the most, uh, being a successful person is being able to envision something that doesn't exist yet. You can't yeah. bring it into being if you can't picture it first. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just a needed thing for all humans. I agree, too. Just being a happy, well-rounded person. You have to have a good imagination. I think the other thing that I'm really working on this year, more than ever, and this is an ongoing thing every year, but I'm working on not getting into power struggles with individual students. Oh, with students, go. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, because it, it's really tempting to do the whole my way or the highway yep. thing. It doesn't work with a lot mm. of kids. Sometimes it does, but it, it's very ineffective with quite a few of them, especially if they have like a an oppositional defiance and disorder it's not diagnosis. No, it's not. That's the key it's part. Exhausting. It might work once, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But, but there are some kids you dig in, they dig in harder, and nobody's going to win. And then the end, you're then you got to teach the next class afterwards. Are you? Yeah. Gonna, they just go back to recess. They don't care. Right, you're all wound up. <laughs> yeah, you're in a whole state. Yeah, and so I I've kind of figured out a couple ways to do it. I won't address them 
I'll address the class as a whole and I'll just say again, like, oh, I said everyone stand up with no yep. talking. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's time to sit down. We didn't all do it. All right, let's try that again. Oh, well, sit back down, you yep, know, yep. and we'll do it <laughs> 10 times. And sometimes they need a walk and an errand and a chance to be helpful and feel successful. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes with some of them, um, you know, I always have like a, a marker with a little ladybug stamp on the tip of it um, in my pocket. And so if they're younger, you know, kindergarten through second grade, and mm -hmm. be like, oh, I'm so proud of, you know, Kitsia for, for standing up and sitting down so quietly. I'm going to give her a ladybug. And then everybody wants a ladybug and we stop running around the room. So, but there's, you, you just have to have like a series of things. Thank you for being a, a stamp. I remember when my dance teacher gave stickers and oh. then I had them next and they were starting placing stickers all over my classroom. I love Mary Jo, but. <laughs> Brian really hates stickers, so I don't do stickers. Also, like, it's just a whole thing that you have to, like, peel them off and stick them to the kids. Like, it's so much easier to sure. pull my stamper marker out of my pocket and go, boop, it's done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's washable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a funny sticker story from this week. So Do on it. my coffee, you know how you get like the little um, sticker to keep the steam in on the tip? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. okay, so it was in the shape of a mustache. It was a teeny tiny mustache. Um, and I put it on some of my frog rasps in the window. Okay. Okay. Um, and it just kind of drifted around the room. So for a day, it was on my rushing nesting dolls. And like anything with a face has worn the mustache at this point because it's been around for a while. Well, like it was on a frog rasp this week and I gave it to a little boy in first grade, I think. Okay. And um, I didn't notice it was gone, but like 20 kids came up to me at recess, like a pack of children with the mustache triumphantly held above their heads. Like <laughs> so-and-so was trying to steal your mustache, Miss Pridmore, but we're here to give it back. <laughs> and to me, that was like, that was such a win for so many reasons. Cause it was like, we have created a culture mm -hmm. where it is unacceptable to take something that belongs to all of us and brings all of us joy. Yeah. And I had a conversation with that little boy. I know it was really tempting for you to want to take this. I'm really glad that I got to have it back because it makes all of our friends really happy. Mm -hmm. High five. Hope you have a great rest of your day. You know, we don't have to make it a big deal. He already felt bad enough. <laughs> 20 kids going after the poor guy <laughs> for wearing a silly little mustache on the playground. I mean, mustache. I mean, all first graders wear mustache. I'm just saying. I know. First grader came up. He's like, can I sniff you? <laughs> no, no, you can't. That's no. weird. Goodbye. <laughs> Boundaries. <laughs> first grade, remember? Just like bad pre-K before that. Mm -hmm. you know, it was like, yeah, first grade. Can I sniff you? Can I sniff you? It's like, no. Nope. Nope. That's a hard no. <laughs> That's really special, Jonathan. Oh, yes. <laughs> on that, I can't on wait to work note. with that kid later on. <laughs> oh, yeah. On that note. On that note. Can we, um, on the, uh, yeah. On that note, we forgot to do it last time. But speaking of sniffing, <laughs> we really appreciate those who have sniffed their way over to Calicarmi the this past. This is not going good seasons. places. I, so the thing is, this is all. This nope, I'm sticking with it. So um, thank you all for listening on. Thank you for joining us on season three. It's been an amazing journey um, to have different people come to this very table and share their thoughts, share their stories and such. Um, in this very room. In this very room, yes. And the thing is, what keeps these lights on is it's it's kind of cringe, kind of sniffs a little weird, but <laughs> um, if you can make sure to go onto iTunes or any podcast listening app that you so choose, make sure you give us a good review, a good re review, five stars, the only option you have, but also say why. 
And also, um, you can always contact us at chaoticharmony um, at gmail.com if you have Chaotic Harmony Classroom. My apologies, it's been a while. It has. Chaotic Harmony Classroom at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns or how you sniff like, you know, you can send it to us there. Um, we are always so thrilled to get non spam email. Yes. We would love to hear from you. Definitely. But mm-hmm. also as well, uh, we know many of you guys watch on YouTube. But even if you don't, even if you're not a YouTube subscriber, please, if you're only listening to podcasts, stop your car wherever you are. Stop in the media. Just turn on the radio. Just pull out your YouTube app. Just click a like, subscribe. That's the, you know, it helps. Once again, keeps these lights on and helps these conversations grow more and more and helps this community grow. So once again, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Spiccato coming after the break. I want to take a quick break and thank my husband, Brian, who's been working behind the scenes producing these episodes every week on all of the platforms and on time. But you need to know that he is first a financial planner for Mission Trails Financial. Mission Trails Financial is a partner that seeks to guide clients in the journey to financial success. They believe that people need a financial advisor that aims to provide strategies for success. Mission Trails Financial helps people navigate investments, tax planning, and insurance. Imagine working with an advisor who isn't tied to specific brands. Mission Trails Financial has a fiduciary responsibility to act in the best interests of their clients by providing independent, objective advice. Their mission is to help clients accomplish their financial goals. As Joe Vitale once said, a goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. Do yourself a favor and set up a time to chat with Mission Trails Financial. Visit www.missiontrailsfinancial.com or call 619-419-0238 to schedule a call. You'll be glad you did. We believe that leaning on professionals is how we get ahead. Check out the program notes for more information. I'm ready. There you go. I got this present from my sister-in-law. Okay. I did not read this one to my kids because um, I, but I love Sandra Boyton. Okay. And so I had a lot of Sandra Boyton books. Okay. So this is Dinosaur Dance. Dinosaur and I'm going to read it, okay? Zang, bop, kiddily pow, the dinosaur dance is starting now. Kiddily pow, love it. The blue stegosaurus goes shimmy shimmy shake. The red brontosaurus goes quivery quake. Triceratops goes tippity tap, and pterodactyl goes flap flap flap. Tiny little dino goes dee. I don't know his name. What could it be? James. Velociraptor twins go bumpity bump. Tyrannosaurus rex goes stomp stomp stomp. Iguanodon goes dibbity da, and the tiny little dino goes cha cha cha. Yes, the tiny little dino goes cha cha cha. Now everybody wants to try the cha cha cha. That's and, awesome. And isn't it fantastic? Okay. Fact: a large majority of boys love dinosaurs. Oh, totally. Dude, I remember back in the day when Jurassic Park came out, mm-hmm. blew everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. So great that the tiny dinosaurs. I love it. I miss. Oh, I what miss. was your favorite dinosaur? Stegosaurus. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's a good one. Stegosaurus, little uh, stegosaurus or ankylosaurus. I like both of them, but the stegosaurus—they're just big and like they slowly move. The ankylosaurus—you can crush things with their tail. They have, like a ball and chain with a tail. That's you dope, do. chicken. Totally. Yeah, don't mess. I with loved thing. the brontosaurus, and now it turns out that they weren't a thing. Yeah, that was always on on one. Brachiosaurus yeah. were a thing. Brontosaurus weren't. Weird. I know. Yeah. I was crushed. Mm. But anyway. By the ankylosaurus. What popped into your head? How what? would you use it? Oh, man. So all these... <laughs> Movement. All this... Exactly. Going back to the John totally. Sullivan on branch. Yeah, but this is like written for movement. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So am I not allowed to say movement? I need to be more specific. You are. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, but start there what? and take it somewhere. Okay. 
So first off, the red brontosaurus is mm-hmm. a fake. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, so I think what I might do is I might split the class into different dinosaurs, or maybe oh, they can cute. choose what dinosaurs they want to be. Mm-hmm. And so when they, as we read the book, mm-hmm. we have that group do tippity tap. Flat, I think it should be a flat, flippity flap, not flap, flap, flap. But that's that's you know my preference. You can change it. And then I choose ooh ooh because there's this dinosaur that's in like all the other pages like has like has a, such a scared face like no clue what it's doing right here. <laughs> <laughs> so we choose one kid to be the dinosaur who has no has no name what it could be could it be they could do whatever movement they want. Oh. And then the final portion, everyone does the cha 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 except him. He will ever know. He's when, still confused. He's just confused. Yeah. <laughs> he's just crying on the floor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. cute. I think that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. So split the kids in the groups or kids choose whatever groups they want to be and then they do the movement based off the book. Very cute. Yeah. How about you? I what mean, you I do? was picturing a rondo. So really similar. Uh, so the cha-cha-cha would be the, the main the, part. Yeah. Would instruments as well or just Yeah, I would. Or? I would do something with the drum. So some, I haven't, you know fleshed it out yeah but that's i just got this yesterday okay so i was thinking about doing the cha-cha-cha with maracas and drums and and just keeping it really simple um but then doing what you were saying and divide them into groups Mm -hmm. and having different groups and um yeah there's so many different things you could do yeah i love it but maybe taking those movement words and writing them out as rhythms Mm -hmm. so pterodactyl uh word chains yeah Yeah, word chains well or uh Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyrannosaurus Rex. And then you've got yourself an ostinato, put it on the ORF instruments. Um, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyrannosaurus Rex. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you can go into um, Anacrystases and talk about what that's all about. Absolutely. First grade. Oh, yeah. Of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or at least you can introduce them and have them, you know, build on it for, for later. But something we don't do enough, something we don't do enough, listeners, if you have an idea, if you think ours is amazing or if you think ours is hot trash, let us know and then send <laughs> us what you would do. It would help, though. Once again, I know some of you guys are listeners, not viewers, but if you want to see what this looks like, do watch the video and then once again, let us know in the comments or send us a message yeah what you do dinosaur dance by sandra boynton i was looking for the big book version of this and it does not Mm. exist it is only it only exists in tiny little board book fashion that's that's i would i want posters of every page of this book you think the dinosaur dance would be big well it's meant to be read with little babies i know but it's a dinosaur this would have totally been preston's favorite book when he was Mm. a baby but it alas it is not alas. that ship has sailed but i want to blow it big and i want to just like one page per group and put them around the room so this is this is a concert right here dope chicken it would be legit yes yes okay shall we i don't have a round of the week mm, we can pull a little one or we could do um walking home on a windy afternoon How does that do go? you know rocky mountain Rocky Mountain. Rocky yep, Mountain, okay, yep. perfect. Okay. Round of the week. So today is not going to be a round. It is going to be a partner song. Okay. Okay, so first we'll do Rocky Mountain, mm-hmm. and then I'll teach you one. Walking Home. Okay. Okay? So here's Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain high. When you're on that Rocky Mountain, hang your head and cry. Do, 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 do remember me. 
do, 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 do remember me. Is that an okay key for you? That's fine. Yeah. Just the opening notes was different than when I was Rocky taught. Mountain, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain High. When you're on that Rocky Mountain, hang your head and cry. Do, 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 do remember me. Do, 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 do remember me. Good. And then the partner song is Walking Home on a Windy Afternoon. Or it's rainy. Sorry. Walking home on a rainy afternoon. Umbrella's up, gonna get me home real soon, real soon. Singing as I'm walking, lie, 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 lie. Singing as I'm walking, lie, 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 lie. So you do Rocky okay. Mountain, and I'll sure. do Walking Home. Start. All right. One, two, ready. Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain High. When you're on the Rocky Mountain, hang your head and cry. Singing as I'm walking, lie, 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 lie. Singing as I'm walking, lie, 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 lie. 5-1. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. I like that. Cool. It's really cute. Yeah. yeah. And there's more verses to both of them. It does get windy later, which is why I'm getting confused. Mm, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Windy. Does it get sunny? Walking home on a sun. It could be. Stormy. It could be stormy. It could be whatever you Electric. want. See, this is where the kids get to take it. Uh, what kind of weather are you walking through? Gotcha, gotcha. How would you be dressed? How would you be walking? Would you be running? Would you have an umbrella or are you unprepared? Mm. Right? I'm just in my underwear. That's awkward. Yeah. Then we go pull out the polar bear with no underwear book. Mm. Poor, poor polar bear. There we go. He forgot his underwear. It was very strange being without our friends, but it's great being back together. It is good being with you. Dude, seriously. Crystal, where can they find you? You can find me on the Twitters at FinneyVappa. Awesome, Where can awesome. we find you, John John? You can find me, oh, John John. <laughs> <laughs> John John. I guess I say that also on my Twitter, John John, whenever we have that um, California Arts Ed chat. Steady. But you can find me on the Twitters or the Instas or the YouTubes now at Mr. Seligman, M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. Um, or you can also contact us. Once again, we've said this before. We do also mean it, by the way. You can mm-hmm. contact us at CH Classroom on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, I believe. That's right. Um, and uh, YouTube's a little different. If you would like to send us your audition video for third host, um, we're looking for someone with a dynamic personality and special mm-hmm. skills. I would love to see your skills. Yes, hardcore skills. Show us your skills. Mm-hmm. Okay. At Mm-hmm. Contact us there. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore and Jonathan Seligman. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com. 